Welcome to the War Zone. The ringmasters are here to break down the world of wrestling and pro wrestling news. Get ready to be thrown off the ropes, smashed into a table, and come begging back for more. And there's only one question. Are you ready? All right, Triple Watts, welcome to the War Zone. This is Adrian Headache Hedden. And I am Grant LaFave. And we're the ringmasters here to bring you a podcast uh, providing all the information in the uh, world of professional wrestling um, and... Uh, you know, in news in the industry. So, um, but today we're going to start off with our featured independent wrestler. Um, we got Derek Crow here in the studio with us. Derek, how's it going? It's going good. Good to hear. Um, so, Derek, uh, how long uh, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, tell our fans kind of what brought you into the business and everything. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I uh, I pretty much grew up with wrestling in my family. Uh, my dad was a big fan. My grandpa was a big fan. Uh, you can actually go back and watch uh, a video. Uh, on Christmas Eve that we took. Uh, we're not watching, like, Rudolph or anything. My, my grandpa has uh, NWA Saturday Night on on Christmas Eve one year. And so okay. wrestling was just, it was, it was always part of my part of my life. Uh, I was I was very big into athletics when I was a kid. Um, I liked competing. Um, so as I, I got older, it just, uh, it was something that I wanted to try. A lot of people told me I couldn't do it. And, um, I was just one of those guys that if you told me I couldn't do it, I was going to go out and I was going to try to do it. And um, so that's that's kind of what led me into it. It was just always there. It's, it's just always been in my life. Wow. That's awesome, man. How long have you been in the business? Uh, I don't know. Uh, right around 15 years. Wow, really? Because, yeah, I noticed yeah. That, I noticed you just debuted in uh, IWE, so you must have a pretty long career um, in other promotions. You, you mind just kind of telling us uh, where you've wrestled in the past and kind of where your journey's taken you? Um, I was I was down in uh, Battle Creek, which is where I'm from. Okay. Um, uh, I did a lot of stuff in Coldwater and Quincy. Uh, went to Dan Severin's school. Oh. Um, so uh, that was that kind of it's been more this this side of the state. I did some stuff um, over near South Bend for a little while. Um, I just tried to stay kind of close to home. I didn't do a lot of traveling um, just because uh, it, it wasn't very advantageous for me money wise. Sure. <laughs> and. Uh, it is kind of surprising. Uh, was, There's so many of these promotions around Michigan. I, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, how big of the independent uh, network it really is. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, I've met a ton of great guys. It was just one of those things where I was in. I was in college over here. Um, I, I had family that I had to take care of over here, so it was just like I wanted to stay on. I'm sort of the west side of the state and just kind of do my thing. Um, and then recently, when I got into IWE, I had I worked with uh, John Campbell uh, mm-hmm. in Quincy, and that's how I met him. And um, I had just taken about three years off because my son was born, and uh, my tag team partner Drake uh, Drake Hanson had uh, had gone into the military. He just recently gotten out, and uh, we we both kind of decided we wanted to get back into wrestling. And I contacted John, and it all kind of went from there. Awesome. So now that you mentioned it, tell us a little bit about that tag team because this is pretty interesting. Can you kind of give us just the rundown on uh, what you guys do? Yeah, uh, well, uh, Derek Crow, Greg Hansen, so we're D and uh, We're uh, two guys, pretty much. Drake's been with me forever. You know, we've been friends for uh, God, going on eight years. We've always wanted to tag together, but we never got the opportunity because. We're very similar guys. We're into comic books. We, we play Dungeons and Dragons. He loves manga. We both love video games and stuff like that. And uh, we're just like, you know, we should go out. We should kind of be ourselves because there's a lot of bullies 
and uh, you know, in wrestling, there's a lot of those bully kind of guys, and so we were like, we're going to be the guys to go out there. We're just kind of like we're not big muscle bound guys. We're just kind of your average guys, and we're going to go out. We're going to be ourselves. We're going to show what we love, and we're going to stand up to bullies, and uh, hopefully, fans can get behind that. That's kind of a cool gimmick. Um, I, I got to say, you know, when you talk about all the charity work, the anti-bullying campaigns, it's, I think a lot of people don't realize how tough it is. The insults um, can come out at you. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention. Um, you mentioned Derek Hansen. Um, the tag team is called D and D. Mentioned Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so what? What's that? I'm Derek Hansen. Right. Okay. Yeah. Drake answered, yep. Um, so, you know, we just want to talk about, like, what does it take? Obviously, you've known this guy for a long time. You guys are really close. You haven't really tagged much, but, what, you know, what kind of camaraderie do you find um, with pro wrestlers like that? Yeah, um, I've, I've been in some, some good locker rooms. I've been in some bad locker rooms. Yeah. Uh, like, IWE has a fantastic locker room. You know, everybody that's there is really cool and, and laid back. And I've been in some places that haven't been. But, you know, a guy like Drake, you know, we, you find a lot of guys who kind of have some similar interests. Wrestling, you know, we've always been told is kind of like a real-life comic book. You know what I mean? It's got the larger-than-life characters, the big outfits, good versus evil, all that stuff. So a lot of the guys that I've met, um, especially Drake, we're, we're all kind of into the same thing. And uh, like a guy like Drake, I've I traveled with him, I've worked with him and against him, and, um, you know, it, it's just very cool because a lot of the guys... Um, you can talk about stuff like that with them, and, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's just a, little, a lot of camaraderie because of the similar interests there with with Drake, and um, you can you can talk about video games with guys in the back, and they've all played them. So that's all really cool, you know. It's it's, it's the places that you find there are a lot like family, and, and that's those are the, the good places that are being. I've been lucky to be in a lot of those. That's awesome. Uh... What, um, your guys is in this tag team, did you feel you kind of fell into your roles naturally? Like, how do you guys sort of get out there and tell that story that you've, uh, that we've been talking about? It's, it's been really new because, uh, honestly, the last two months that we've been there have really been the first two months we've teamed as a full-time tag. We've tagged in the past and, and we've, we've, we've wrestled each other, but, uh, we've never really been a full-time tag team. So for us, it's been kind of like just going out there, being ourselves, you know, and hoping that everything comes natural and or- organically. And luckily for us, it has been. But honestly, we haven't had too much of a game plan. We've kind of like talked about some, some things really quickly, and then we've just gone out and done it and just seen what happens, and we kind of just go with the flow. Uh, I'm very lucky that he is good enough to be able to do that with me. Um, I, I'm sort of, uh, what I went to college for was, uh, was theater. I'm a drama major. So, um, being able to perform like that in front of a crowd, it, it just comes very naturally to me and it comes very natural to him. So it's been kind of one of those things like, let's just wing it and see how it goes, man. And so far, so good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You mentioned you're a drama major because something we, uh, we, you know, we ask fairly often to our, uh, to when we talk to wrestlers is, um, you know, do you consider yourself more of an athlete or more of an entertainer? Um, you know, a lot of people say it's kind of both. Um, what, what's your take on that dynamic? Um, again, a little of both. Like I said, when I was, when I was really young, I was going to athletics and sports and then I got into theater yeah. when I was like six and I've been in, I've been in numerous plays, uh, I've been in independent films of, I've been on stage pretty much my whole life. And so I kind of look at it, I just tell everybody it's a very physical art of theater. 
And um, it is very athletic. It takes a lot of athletic ability. I do kind of lean more towards, because it's the guys that can be really entertaining on the mic, I think that really get over the most. If you, I mean, just look at the, the history of the business. Guys that can talk, guys that can, can perform like that are the guys that really go to the top. If, if you can't do that, you're kind of, you can be dead in the water unless you have a, have a good enough gimmick or you're, you know, big, silent, strong type. But for me, it's always been, it's always been an acting thing. It's just been like, I'm my own stuntman kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that brings me to the next question. I mean, what is what does it take to really to be you know not not just a a pro wrestler, but in, in the indie circuit in particular? You know, it sounds you know there's a lot to it. It's, it must um, you know what, what what does it take? Uh, I, th- I think the first thing I ever tell anybody is uh, you better be ready to sacrifice your time and your body. Uh, it takes a lot of that. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I stopped wrestling is is because I wanted to spend a lot of time with my son after he was born. Um, I wasn't willing to make that sacrifice at the time, uh, but now he's older, and you know he's been going to the shows, and he's really starting kind of like it. We watch wrestling together on TV, and um, you know it does. It takes that sacrifice. You got to get to the gym. You got to balance your work and your home and your and your wrestling. So the, the main thing I've always told everybody is it, it, it's sacrifice of your time and definitely sacrifice of your body because you're going to be in pain all the time. <laughs> I'm in pain constantly, but it's it's something you learn to deal with. Would you say the pain's worth it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my taxing partner, actually, Drake, he comes in from Iowa. Uh, he had a, a family thing that caused him to have to move to Iowa uh, right before we started. So it was kind of like, you know, oh, crap, how are we going to do this? He decided to bus in from Iowa every month. And uh, I was really worried because I was going to be like, you know, that's such a long trip. But uh, after we had our match last month, um, you know, he comes up to me and he's like, yeah, dude, bus ride, totally worth it. You know, hearing the crowd like that, just getting that response. Yeah, what's the importance of that crowd interaction, um, you know, aside from, you know, television and Monday Night Raw? Um, when, when I've been to the local shows, it seems like that's a lot more of a thing, a lot more important. It's more emphasized, yeah. especially in the smaller promotions. Yeah, how can you explain that? Yeah, well, the thing is, is uh, this last show, we had a standing room only crowd. And that was amazing because you go out there and you just you can feed off of them and you can hear them and you know that they're reacting to the match and you know that you're doing something good. Um, it's it's invaluable because it, it helps get you through the match. It kind of helps set your pacing and your timing. You know when you're telling your story and getting them involved. And you you know as a tag team wrestler, it's it's pretty interesting because when you're on the apron, you can kind of like look out in the crowd and you can read what's going on. And I think that helps you get your ears going a little bit. It, and it just keeps you moving. It keeps you motivated. Okay, great. Well, um, uh, you got anything else, Grant? I believe that's all. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, man. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, and before you go, we just uh, we have a we have a slight request that we make here in the studio. Um, just just kind of wondering if you could uh, give us a taste of your character, maybe do a uh, do a promo for us on the air. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, whenever you're ready. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Uh, this is Derek Crow, what happened, D&D. I'm out in the living room right now playing a little bit of Uncharted 2 on my PS4. But you know what? My head's still ringing a little bit because last month in IWE, I got laid out by Curry Kelly with a chair. Because let's face it, he's a bully. But you know what? That doesn't stop me. That doesn't stop me from going. I got a little screen that said, do I want to continue or do I want to end? I absolutely want to continue. I will see DFC next month at IWE because Derek Crow will be there because we are D&D and we are always ready to press start. 
All right, thanks a lot. That's IWE Battlezone TV, uh, December 12th at the Mac TV Studios. You can uh, go online to find more. But thanks a lot, uh, Mr. Crow. Um, we appreciate your time, and, uh, you know, good luck. Uh, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a good night. All right, cool, listeners. Well, without further ado, that was, uh, again, Mr. Crow, um, Mr. Derek Crow. Yes, Mr. Derek Crow. And, um, you know, we're just going to move right along with the podcast. He's obviously uh, one half of D&D, a tag team from Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. Um, they're going to be, like I said, in, in Mount Pleasant for, at the Mac TV Studios on December 12th. It's a really good show. We always try to promote it. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you can... You can see local independent wrestling right here in the mountain town. And you can get a lot closer. Like, we talked about this, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's not like Monday Night Raw where you're 15 feet back no matter where you're sitting. They had standing room only, and I swear, I, I bet I'd be hard-pressed to think that they weren't at least, you know, standing room only. They were probably two or three inches from the apron. Mm-hmm. So you can get up real close. They do the same, you know, it's it's, it's wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's vertical suplexes and spine busters and everything you could imagine except you're two feet away. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely recommend that. Um but yeah, we're going to move right in. We have a lot to t- cover tonight as far as uh, Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's just start by just, Grant, what's your overall opinion of the product at this point? Uh, I don't know if th- the phrase makes me sick is too strong, mm. but I just, I don't know, man. Uh, like, is there game plan to promote a product that appeals to nobody? Uh, is, is my question. The like, and we give them the benefit of the doubt. Is is my thing? It's like, ironic that it's do. Thanksgiving because I really considered coming in here tonight with a list of misgivings for Monday Night Raw. Um, usually, you know, when I was a child, I'd make a list of things I was thankful for. Right. And um, I thought we'd come in and make a list of things that were unthankful for. But as I was looking at our results, almost every bullet point is one of those things. Yeah. So, Let's move right along. Survivor right. Series. Get into Survivor Series. Survivor right. Series. I was so close to guessing the end of this. The end of this. Um, you know, we talked about Reigns and Ambrose. Uh-huh. They ended up face to face in the ring. Yeah. And uh, well, you, you almost called it. I yep. I wish you had. We almost called it. I we wanted a had. swerve, a heel swerve. We wanted Reigns to turn on Ambrose, side with the authority, and sell out to get the world title. But that didn't happen. Instead, he pinned him clean. Mm-hmm. And um, then what? Then what? In a ninety-second match, and then uh, yeah, and it was a short. Yeah, what? That was ridiculous. We can talk more about that. And then Sheamus comes in, uh, Mister like two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time, like, yeah. the, the three weeks after he returned with the stupid haircut, I guess he was relevant. But. Yeah, well, he won the money in the bank last summer, so. Yeah, and yeah, he did. And he, you know, he's been waiting to cash it in um, for <laughs> forever now. And he comes in, broke kicks Roman Reigns twice in the middle of all the confetti that just came down because Roman Reigns won in the middle of his celebration and in what was supposed to be a heartbreaker, stole the championship out from under him, mm-hmm. aligned himself, shook hands with Triple H, who we already know about breaking kayfabe or like buddies in, in mm-hmm. real life. So right, it's just um, it's just really really annoying. It's really heartbreaking, honestly. Yeah, you know we and not the good kind of heartbreaking no, either. Like no. yeah, not like the oh man, I want Roman Reigns to get it back from heartbreaking. It's yeah, like it's, what are you it's, doing? It's frustrating. I think more than anything to see the way that they build up this tournament. This is now. Uh, this was a, a sixteen person. It was an eight match tournament mm-hmm. that ended. That was supposed to end in a new champion, and then we get Sheamus takes the title at the end, and he's never. He wasn't even in the tournament. Yeah. So now all those matches have been nullified, and they just ruined the whole thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't like to use the phrase "ruined" very often. But I, that's exactly what happened. Like that. And I get it. WrestleMania, trash, WrestleMania worked out well. Seth Rollins came in. That needed to happen. He came in at the end of the match and cashed in the money in the bank, got the immediate title shot, pinned Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. 
stole the title. Stole WrestleMania. That was a good narrative. Yeah. We liked that. Yeah, but this is there is no narrative here. This was what six months later, and they used yeah. the same plot line all over again. Yeah, like what Adrian and I were hoping for was Deadly Game, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, the Rock turning heel, uh, the People's Champ, The Rock turning heel, aligning himself with Mr. McMahon becoming yep. corporate Rock. Sort of like that, and yeah. And Reigns is even The Rock's cousin mm-hmm. outside of Cafe. Mm-hmm. Well, inside too, I guess. They did it at WrestleMania 17 when Stone Cold turned on The Rock and signed with Vince McMahon. Yeah, we they were, did. This is not an unheard of storyline, and it yeah. seemed very obvious that that's what was going to happen. The fan already wants to hate Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he have sided with Triple H and turned turned his back on the fans? Yeah, and Dean Ambrose is the that perfect babyface for that situation perfect. too. Like everybody yeah. already loves him. So now we just got to drag out a program with uh, Sheamus and Roman Reigns. Yeah. And who knows how long they're going to drag this out. I mean, it's going to be match after match after match. And, and Sheamus isn't going to lose the title anymore because just, titles don't get traded back and forth anymore. These rink, really clunky characters, you know. Yeah, and he's not. they're not going to attain it back yeah. and forth. They don't do that. They just they hold the title, they lose it, and then that's it. Then they bury him after they lose it. That's... Mm-hmm. It's just setting up a very repetitive narrative that has resulted in a lot of frustration, and I think me and Grant both came into the studio today just ready to just just yell and yeah, scream about like, this. Yeah, like this is I, I, mm-hmm. I I'm sorry, this is just going to be a bitchy podcast from both of us. Yeah, we're not thrilled. We were not happy with Survivor Series. Oh, God, or Raw, or we were, Raw. I was hoping they were just going to forget too. Sheamus even had the belt. I mean, for <laughs> those who don't know, Sheamus is is he's an Irish gimmick. He, uh, Celtic Warrior. Yeah, Celtic Warrior. He wears a little Speedo. Um, he's pale. That's his thing, right? The Great yeah. White. He's pale, which is like borderline racism, uh, by the yeah. way. Um, he's got a red hair. He's got a mohawk and braids, and he's just a brawler. And it's not the kind of wrestler that we even want to watch anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, I believe there is a place for Sheamus in the WWE, and it's jobbing to the stars. Or the tag team partner with yeah. Bad News Barrett oh, was a good yeah. idea. I mean, but that's not happening anymore. No. Uh, that's actually <laughs> one of the the only redeeming thing I could think of coming away from that yeah. is that the Barrett returning Rusev, happy to see him again, and Sheamus, they're all like this motley crew now. Yeah, like they're they're this, these this, three this, guys, uh, they're all European, yeah. and they're villains, and they're terrible villains. They're horrible people. Yeah, but, and they're really entertaining. <laughs> but we got to take the belt away from Roman Reigns and give him the, the, the record for the shortest title reign ever, I think, is what I heard. It's a 10-second reign. Was that shorter than the big shows? Because like, it happened to him, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's one of the correctly. shortest. And did we really have to take the belt off of Reigns and give it to Sheamus to establish this faction? Yeah. Couldn't we just have a faction? And this isn't like it was. It like, I, come on. we're building it. We're almost building it up too much because Rusev, Barrett, and yeah, they, it wasn't. They're just joining the authority. They're not their own faction. Like if they sure. formed their own faction and took the belt, that would have at least been halfway interesting. It still would have sucked, but it would have not been quite as bad. But. It was time for a, a fan <sighs> favorite to be champion too. You know, I wouldn't have even minded if Roman Rangers pinned Ambrose clean. Yeah. And it was so predictable because this match, like you said, ninety second main main event. Yeah. Is somebody on drugs or something? I mean, it takes me back to uh, I mentioned Bound for Glory with a uh, with a uh, or a train or something like that. Bound for Glory's TNA pay per view. Yeah, and you had Jeff Hardy come in there visibly inebriated, and, mm-hmm. and he fought Sting, and Sting wouldn't even let him kick out because he just wanted to end the match. Mm-hmm. That was a ninety second match. Yeah. So what does it mean for Ambrose and Reigns to have a ninety second match? Was yeah. something wrong with one of them? I, I mean, I thought the match as it was going was fine. I was like, oh, they're at the halfway point right now. And, and it, it, the way you look at it is it's like, and then it's like, oh, it, I guess it's over. But, but Everybody I mean, knew something was going to happen. There Ambrose was should have taken about hour. six spears before he went down. You know what I mean? Like, or there should have been, you know, it should have been like the uh, Kevin Owens and John Cena. They each hit their finish they, about twice. There's been better ma- Both of those guys have had better matches on Raw than they did at Survivor Series. Yeah. It's, 
it's abysmal, and we're just going to keep talking about the ripple effect of this terrible pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, you know, the, obviously the tournament leading up to the main event was, was, was you know, it was it was pretty good. It was one of the most interesting things we've seen in a while. And it was a so. take on, it was interesting because it was Survivor Series, and it's still mm-hmm. kind of, because a lot of people say the five-on-five matches are kind of outdated now. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE focused a lot on, you know, individual wrestlers. There's not a lot of tag teams. Mm-hmm. And they proved everyone groups. right, so. And, and yeah, it, 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 the ones that they did have at Survivor Series kind of sucked, and, and it, a Survivor Series tournament almost makes sense with the gimmick a lone survivor right I, I was going into this match very excited this pay-per-view um reigns had a good match with the rio ambrose and owens was good yeah um and really really losing favor for ryback i really don't he's not getting any crowd reaction but he had a match with new day mm-hmm. and sheamus that was you know it was all pretty good um up until the main event charlotte defeated Paige. But there was controversy there. Yeah. Which, was that really, a, did that seem like that was on purpose? I think that was completely accidental. It was completely I'm, accidental. I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to be a mark here, and I'm going to say that was completely an accident that didn't mean to happen. Didn't and mean to shoot that, yeah. Yeah. Once again, I, it's it's interesting the way it worked out, because Paige kind of has a point, but, I mean, that, that feud kind of... It made for a good promo on Raw, which devolved into, like, we're going to get to this, about yeah. a 10-minute double countout... Is there going to be another rematch? And then she does the PTO again. Where's the like, story? Like, where did that last week? Where's the storyline? Yeah. Um, okay, so that, that match ended in controversy. We had a rematch on Raw. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we had um, Breeze versus Ziggler. Yeah, and I guess they're just going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... They're just going to go for it. His yeah. best move is a spinning heel kick that Edge did in every match after two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, uh, and I, I, and I like both those performers, too. Like, I think, sure. I think Breeze is way... He's much better than that. Like, we've seen better from him. Sure. But I don't understand putting him over Ziggler. Your finishing move, if you ever play the wrestling video games, your finishing move, I mean, if you play the game and you can bounce off the ropes and press the B button mm-hmm. and do a spinning heel kick, that should not be a wrestler's finishing move on the show. That is just, that is, that is, it just doesn't make any sense you to me. You just discovered my strategy for WWE 2K16. <laughs> you just get Tyler Breeze and spinning heel kicks. Yeah. Oh. And, and we talk about, you know, Rusev does a spinning heel kick and it's not his finishing move. Well, I hope Derek Crow is listening. We're talking about video games here. That's yeah, funny. yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that, that, that was a good tactical match, actually, and uh, just interesting. I hope, uh, I hope they keep pushing Breeze. Mm-hmm. That, that they're going to have to now. They did sign a bit of a check here when they had him go over Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Um, Undertaker and Kane. Now, yeah. in your opinion, did the match was the match outshined by the entrances? Um, yeah, the match was not great. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it was bad. I think but, it was one of Undertaker's best entrances, though. Yeah, great entrance from both. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Uh, I love the Wyatt family. I love their dynamic. They all know how to play their characters. Bray Wyatt, the best. Luke Harper, yeah. probably tied with Luke Harper. And the dynamic between all of them made sense. It made sense at WrestleMania too, but. I mean, I thought the entrance was good, but the match was just okay. And the ending didn't make any sense. I didn't, I mean, yeah. Undertaker already went over Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. How many times is Undertaker and Bray Wyatt going to build up this this supernatural rivalry just to have Undertaker beat Wyatt? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and they did it better at WrestleMania. Like, their WrestleMania match came as a surprise to me for how good it was. Like, it I, was I a great quite, scene. I quite enjoyed it. Especially Undertaker sits up and Yeah, Bray sit up crumbles. versus the spider walk. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. We didn't really see that too much here, and we were kind of disappointed. Oh, I, at least I was to see and I know you're a fan of Luke Harper and yeah. myself too, but I really thought it was going to be Bray and Braun Strowman. Yeah, I thought it was going to. They were going to bring in one of the new guys, and yeah. I'm re- a little upset that Luke Harper had to eat every single bit of the offense, including the tombstone at the end. Mm-hmm. That was that was hard to watch. But. Yeah, we're, we we really want to see the White family go over the Brothers of Destruction. It's become, and I will get to Monday Night Raw because they really went over another legend team. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
yeah, it'd be it'd be nice if the Wyatts could beat the Undertaker and Kane. As big of fans as we are, as much as I, I'm not really a huge fan of the Wyatts, but the writing and the storyline would it would it would make sense. Mm-hmm. The way they've been built up to be these formidable opponents of the brother of Taker and Undert- Undertaker and Kane, it makes sense for them to get a victory once in a while. Yeah, and there's I, no I don't get it. there's no business sense behind it either. These like uh, you have two of the oldest performers, right, the right. the oldest performers. Right. They're at the point in their right. career where point, they should be getting the younger guys over. Right. And that just doesn't seem to happen. At this point, I don't even think the Whites could beat The Undertaker and Kane because I don't think Taker's got another match in him. I mean, could he? I mean, I guess WrestleMania, but that streak's over. His connection to that event's gone, so... I don't know, man. Like, I I love The Undertaker, and I... You know, everyone has a ton of respect for him, but... Every time he walks in a match, it's like, don't have him go up against Brock Lesnar. He can barely walk after those matches. It should have don't ended that to him. at the streak. The end of the streak should have been the end of The Undertaker. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. And <sighs> we're not going to touch the main event at Survivor's Years again because we already opened with yelling and screaming about it. So yes. Everything we had to say about the end of Survivor's Years, we've said it sucked. Um, so moving on, um, the fallout of that, obviously, obviously for, what it, for what it's worth, you know, we ripped on Survivor Series, we didn't agree, but we did have a lot of plots advance. That's, yeah, that's true. There was a lot of plots advance. Charlotte and Paige advanced. Um, you know, obviously, Tyler Breeze didn't get buried by Ziggler, so that's going to continue. Yeah. Um, Undertaking Kane and why it's kind of ended itself. But, you know, this Sheamus cashing in the briefcase, it's... Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to see where they go with it, and uh, they didn't really go that far with it um, raw. Yeah, and they had Roman Reigns go over him and just right. knock him down they like have, he's a, some chump. Didn't really advance much raw, and we're, we're just I'm I'm wondering what they're gonna do with it. Um, Sheamus is not over with the fans. No, he's almost got what I'd call X, what they call X Pac. Yeah, X Pac. People just don't want to see him. They don't care if he's a bad guy or a good guy. They just don't want to see him. They hate him. Yeah, and that's not an that's going beyond like um, just the entertainment level. That's get getting, him off the, the air. That's getting to the point where people don't think he deserves to be there. Not not don't deserves to be there like the Miz or someone, but right. like in terms of someone who it breaks kayfabe. You know, yeah, just nobody. It, yeah, it breaks kayfabe. Like it breaks that line, and just nobody As wants actor, to see named after Sean Waltman. They don't want to boo him. They don't want to love him. They just want him to go away. Yeah, yeah. Just like just like with X Pac. Yeah. The, one of the one of my least favorite wrestlers of all time. I have to admit, when I heard the term X Pac, he I laughed. Yeah, I was like. I know who X Pac is, and I, I was like, "Yep, that that's, that makes sense." Sums it up. And that was that was me. That's what Sheamus is. We have seen him over and over again, and he just never provides a classic match. He's been world champion before, mm-hmm. and it was it's always been fairly underwhelming with him. Um, I thought he was pushed a little too quickly in the first place, and you know he's part of the era where Miz was champion and he was champion, and it just doesn't make any sense. It just they're not they're not very good wrestlers. You got guys like Cesaro and Neville. They deserve the push. Um, even Ambrose and uh, Roman Reigns have a more unique move set than uh, than uh, Sheamus. Right, uh, like, just get rid of them. Yeah, like Sheamus has that effect, and I don't want to compare him to Alberto Del Rio because they're nothing alike. Sure, but he has that chilling effect where he comes in and it's exciting, and like Alberto and Del Rio in like 2011. Sure, it's like it's exciting, but then yeah. again, nobody has any reaction to his character. And now Alberto right. Del Rio has that problem, but for a totally different reason. It's a combination of bad acting and really not that ex- uh, dynamic of a move set. I mean, Del Rio's got some good moves. He does a little bit of everything, but he's not. But there's, no, there's no excitement. He's not a Cesaro or Neville type guy. He's not going to get a whole pop with one move. Yeah, like he's not. Uh, it's not to the point of athleticism. Yeah. Besides, maybe that step up Enziguri, which is sure. great. But sure. besides that, he doesn't have that that move that just makes you pop. But he also doesn't have the ferocity of some a of a monster heel or anything like that either. Yeah. I mean, he's not methodical like Kevin Owens is. Or Triple H. He's not like an old Triple H yeah. either. He's not even yeah. So both of these guys are just kind of like yeah. 
and they're both they both got belts now. So there we go again. The difference is I think there's my Thanksgiving misgiving. (laughs) Yeah, the difference is I think Del Rio can be better than he is. Absolutely. I think if they just give him his old gimmick, like I'd like to see that. Yeah, that aristocrat. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. that arrogant. Classist guy who yeah. just showed up and smiled and winked and towel around his neck. Yeah, that scarf or whatever it was. Yeah. I'd like to see that guy again, and I think that character would work for him. But right. uh, hopefully that ends after the Jack Swagger thing. Is yeah, I don't over? know. I don't know what they, we'll get to that. I mean, I don't know what they mm-hmm. could do with Sheamus's gimmick though to compare it. It's, it's I don't know. I don't really know what his gimmick is besides. He has his hair cut like a it seems douchebag. Like the best way for his gimmick would be to him be like, if they want to go with the Irish, he'd be an Irish kind of bar fighter type. But Ambrose already has that cornered. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. Sheamus, no one else is going to come out in jeans and a muscle shirt. Sheamus has just got to keep... It's like he's a character from the 80s. Yeah. He, he belongs in, you know, the territory days. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, his, his, it's a high concept. It's a high concept gimmick. You can describe it in a sentence or less. Yeah. And that's because there's not really a lot more to it. Yeah. But... I don't know, like, yeah, well, Ambrose already has that. He's so. our new champion, so we're just going to have to deal with it for now, or, yeah. you know, certain... And I promise to give him the benefit of the doubt, every time, but doesn't look like I'm going to get the chance, so... you <laughs> he better put on some good matches. Yeah. Since he came back, he really hasn't done anything, so we don't even know if he's suffered from ring rust or not. No. So, and uh, with the with a young mid-card, the, the contenders, the people that might be challenging him in the future, he's probably going to have to carry them, because mm-hmm. he's the most experienced. So, we'll see, Sheamus. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> now, okay, so moving on to Monday Night Raw. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. The um, Coming off their loss to The Undertaker and Kane, the Wyatts um, faced the Dudley Boys in yes. a squash match. Just buried them. squash on. match. I mean, it didn't even matter who won. They just beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Braun Strowman putting that sleeper on. Uh, did they bring back the Dudleys just to job? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Braun Strowman comes out and gives you a great big hug. If the Dudley boys are just here to job, we can get rid of all the fireworks then, can't we? All the big intro and the music and the... Why not just have them start out in the ring like regular jobbers? Yeah, and I mean, I like their storyline coming back. They said, hey, we're nine-time tag team champs. The New Day is the champs and they're heels. So it's like, we want our tenth... And it's like, all right, that makes sense. And we're going to build it up because the New Day kept cheating. It's like, all right, we're going to build it up. And then they suddenly just kind of (sighs) disappeared. They, so disappointing. It's like they're gonna same things happening to like the primetime players. Like who are they? Sure. They they were tag sure. team champs. Now they're two of the least relevant guys on the roster. There's a lot of tag teams around yeah. though these days. You gotta, you gotta be wary of that. You know. I mean, but yeah, you're right though. Um, the ascension. I mean, there is a, the the new day. I mean, they they someone's gonna have to challenge them eventually. And yeah. there, there's a lot of options. Can I just say they were my players. favorite part of Survivor Series? New Day. The, oh, of course. That intro where we, we didn't mention that. Yeah, they, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about so, the bright spot. Let's mm-hmm. talk about something good besides Kevin Owens saying "Chinlock City, baby" to Dean Ambrose. <laughs> but Chinlock City. There, uh, that was awesome. He's so good at being healed. But anyway, uh, the New Day. Okay, so you want yeah. to talk on the New Day? New Day. Uh, they came into Survivor Series um, into their five-on-five match mm-hmm. with uh, Sheamus and, and King Barrett. And uh, they and you had like those guys, and you could see the the two the two European guys kind of you know like Sheamus was bumping along with the rhythm on his briefcase, and then he tries to be hip, and they all just look at him awkwardly. Mm. And because even to the new day, the guys who call themselves unicorns and play trombones in the ring, even yeah. to them, Sheamus is awkward. And have pompadours. Even to them, Sheamus is awkward. And then Wade Barrett dancing up by the by up on the corner of the ring was <laughs> just the funniest thing. He's he's, he's yeah. Like watching those two dudes try and be hip. Next to the nude, a was just yeah. We need, we need more screen time for Bad News Barrett. Yeah. That's that's been sort of he won King of the Ring and his career has gone nowhere. So maybe partnered up with Sheamus. 
I want to see him hit the wasteland. He always picks the guy up for it, and they always get away. Mm. It's like Ric Flair going up the top rope now. You just know it's not going to happen. <laughs> Ric Flair the top rope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Except if it's, uh, was it Carlito? <laughs> the one guy he got that... Uh... <laughs> drop on? Yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair the top rope. Turning yeah. into that. You know what I mean? Like, Ric that move Flair. that never works. He sells it good, though, when he lands on his back. Oh, my God, sure. yeah. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so after the Wyatts got done crushing the Dudley Boys and further selling the legacy of the you know one of the greatest tag teams of all time, right. we had Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. There's been a lot of mixed reaction to this match on online. Sasha Banks, obviously, we always want. We say we want Sasha. We don't yeah. want Naomi. We don't. We, we you know we don't want any deal. We want. They, they, I don't want Naomi. I don't want her haircut. I don't want no. to mean. I want Sasha. I don't want Team there. Bad. I don't want yeah. that stupid faction. I just yeah. want Sasha Banks, the former NXT champion, one of the greatest wrestlers in WWE today. Man or woman. Yes. Now, she faced Becky Lynch, and we know Sasha Banks, and we know Becky Lynch can go for half an hour. Right. To an hour. They could go 45 yeah. minutes, probably. Mm. This was a four-minute match. Yeah. This was a four-minute match. And it wasn't against somebody like Naomi, who's like a kind of a goofy, sort of crappy wrestler. Mm. This was against Becky Lynch, a proven ring general, mm. and, and Charlotte, one of the best. Or Sasha, one of the best. And um, four minutes. Yeah, two of the four horsewomen of NXT. Sure. Uh I, it seemed like half a match. We brought. We, this is going to be a theme tonight, I think. These matches being too short. They didn't. They they built it up where it's like suddenly. Oh, it's. Oh no, it's going to go for a near fault. No, she got her. Like that was that was it. Or what? Or it was a tap out. But I. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, but you thought. Yeah, but like like, like you said though. You as a viewer know understand the context of the timing. Right. Like you understand it's only been four minutes. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for there to be a submission after four minutes. Maybe you knock someone out uh, randomly, like they get hit with a with a spinning heel kick or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're they're stunned and they get a, they get pinned. Mm-hmm. But to have someone tap out after four minutes, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Especially someone who mm-hmm. is incredible. Like mm-hmm. I was brought to close to tears by Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Like that was oh, one yeah. of the most emotional athletic, all-around solid matches. And with everybody else she gets in the ring with, she puts on good matches. And I like both of them as performers. They're both gifted athletes. Uh, I like more time. I I like both their submission moves. I think they they need more time. You don't longer matches. You don't give them four minutes. They've proven that they can do it. It's not even like it'd be an experiment or a risk. Yeah, they had an Iron Women match. You know, they they've done that with Sasha and uh, and Bailey. I mean, we know they can go longer. Um, And the fans have such a big pop for them. Even even Becky Lynch gets a pop. Yeah. People just want to see the divas, they're the women's revolution in action. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're a part of. So I think she, Becky Lynch needs to, she's not one of the ones who distinguished herself. Yeah, she hasn't been pushed like Charlotte and, and Sasha. Yeah. yeah, and even Team Bad's kind of broken away into a quasi few. I don't know where that's at right now. But mm-hmm. she's one of those, she's just kind of one of those people who's in it, like Alicia Fox. Well, she, like, was in, she was in the faction with Paige and Charlotte, and now Paige and Charlotte's like rivalry has kind of overtaken Becky Lynch. And where does yeah. she fit in? Yeah, well, Doesn't she have an opinion? And Charlotte came out to rescue her, I think that was last week on Raw, mm-hmm. when he the, when she did the PTO on yeah, the so, announce table. So there's still pals, but, but there's, there's no real storyline for, for Becky Lynch. Yeah, and she desperately needs one, and she deserves one, and too. This, this was a good four minutes, so hopefully mm-hmm. they'll be good. They, they should respond to that and give them more time. And then that brought us to an even shorter match, where we had um, one of the most exciting wrestlers, the man who gravity forgot. We had Neville, yes. former NXT champion. You know, his his bringing him to WWE, even as someone like like me, for instance, I don't I don't watch very much NXT. Yeah. I read about it, but um, even I, even even people that didn't even watch NXT knew who Adrian Neville was. Yeah. Leading up to his coming into Raw, into to the main roster, even even you you couldn't help but not hear about him. And um, he's exciting, and he's red arrow. No one's ever seen that before. I mean, he, 
It's like the Blue Angels are coming to the WWE. Sure. It's just, it's just insanely sure. energetic. And then when I saw that he was going to... When I saw... No, Mark Henry came out on Raw first. And then you're like, who the, who the hell is Mark Henry going to face? <laughs> Neville? Yeah. Like, uh, Mark Henry is like the world's strongest man. He's like six foot eight. He's 400 pounder of all muscle. Mm-hmm. And you bring in a high flyer like Adrian Neville. What a clash. Yeah. It reminds me of Rey Mysterio and the Giant back in WCW. Oh, gosh. It could have been like that. Yeah. This match ended in 2 minutes and 30 seconds. And Neville kicked uh, Mark Henry in the head yeah. and pinned him. Yeah. Did Where, the, and he did the red arrow. Yeah, and so, he did the red arrow. Yeah. It's just... It just wasn't... We're not all five years old. Yeah. This is insulting. This stuff is insulting to, to me. I, I mean, I have to sit and watch it. I've been watching my whole life, and I sit down to Monday Night Raw. It wouldn't even be there if it wasn't for people like me that have been watching it for decades. And they give us Mark Henry and Neville in two and a half minutes. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, like, it's it's just confusing because... We're going to get to Mick Foley's yeah, words in a minute. We, and, and, and I oh, can't... Oh, yes, wait. yes. We're going to get to what Mick Foley has to say about that here in a little bit, and... Um, you know, Triple H, you can you can respond to what Mick Foley says or not. You own the company. At this point, pretty, pretty much. At this point, like, you got to respond eventually. I mean, what's best for business is this. You don't seem to know. Yeah. Because well, you're gonna just, people are just going to start losing fans. We're going to get to that in a minute. Let's right. get through Raw first. Yeah, let's get through that. And something mm. that I've noticed, too, not, not to dwell on this, but I just can't help but bring it up. It's always the newer guys who get this treatment, too. Yep. It's yep. these young proven talented yep. mm-hmm. you know as you said ring general like these guys he's worse who, than vince mcmahon i mean yeah. the way that they buried vader in the 90s and then to bury neville now it's this it's worse it's it's and at this point i'm wondering like i don't want to suggest um anything about the relationship between wwe and its fans other than what they have which is i don't bordering on contempt at this point like oh yeah i, I it's, it's, it's it's not just a swerve it's it's it feels insulting it feels like I can you will you will like this product when I make it for you. You will take it and you'll like it. Like there's no other business that operates like that that I know of. But let's yeah. let's keep going. Because they they don't have WCW to compete with anymore. Right. So they, they don't have, they to have be no good. real competition. And the two years over, the Monday Night Wars are over, and it has honestly been downhill ever since. They just do not put any effort. Um, so we had uh, moving right along. I guess we had Goldust and the primetime players defeated Stars in the Ascension, basically a repeat of Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Goldust back. What do you think about Goldust that? Goldust is back. I I shudder to think that. I mean, you think that's going to be good? You really? I mean, <laughs> with the way they used him last time. I mean, Goldust is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I mean, there's nobody more unique than Goldust. He's got like one of the best entrances, the side of the Undertaker. Um, he's a movie buff. I mean, he, he he was very ahead of his time too with this whole you know is he gay? Is he not? Is he, he's creepy? He's sexual? You know, and uh, he, he's a way ahead of his time. An amazing uh, back alley brawl with Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Shades of They Live. I mean, it was an amazing match. I mean, you see things. Goldust has been there throughout the Attitude Era, before the Attitude Era. He doesn't. I mean, I, I just. I don't know. Uh, the, the Goldust and Stardust rivalry that could have been amazing, and it just. I don't know what happened to it. I don't get it. I don't know why they like start these things and then end them and then put Stardust and the Ascension in a team and the Ascension, a tag team that gets no reaction from yeah. the audience. And so, how are we elevating anybody by doing this? Yeah. No. And the yeah the Ascension. I get it. Like, hey, we have nothing else for them to do. They're going to be Stardust cronies. That's fine. That's you know what that's probably better for him than they would have gotten on their own right now with no, anyway. With no opponent, but, it doesn't really justify him having cronies. Right, like, but why does he with need no cronies? Adrian Neville or sure. no no or no Wade Barrett to back him up? That sure. was a fun that was a fun little alliance they had. <laughs> yeah. But 
I don't know. Well, like it just—it's just so many things that are just confusing. Sure. Just like where? Why did you think this was a good idea? Yeah. Now, now one of the longest matches of the night. Where actually, it's uh, it's kind of ironic because Charlotte and Paige. That segment went on for like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but there was only like a few minutes. So people will boast online and say, "Well, Charlotte and Paige was 15 minutes. It was five minutes of wrestling, 10 minutes of a double countout, and then brawling all over the floor, mm-hmm. which amounts to cat fighting. It's not." Brawling like you see the men do. It's it's this this, this women p- hair pulling and it's like they think they're better than that. Yeah. Let's see some steel chairs. Yeah. Can you see a woman get hit with a steel chair. I want to see a chair shot. Not that I like violence towards women. No. This no. is wrestling. Violence towards everybody. Yeah. Equal opportunity violence. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna ha- keep having these brawls and these countouts, let's see some weapons come into play, please. Yeah. Right. And this isn't a gender specific thing. This is like the Oprah Winfrey show with steel chairs. Everybody should be getting one. Everybody like you got you got you got to make things interesting. Equal opportunity around violence. Here. Yeah. Equal opportunity violence. Uh, and. You know, Charlotte and Paige, Charlotte, one of the more, probably the most physical mm. competitor right now, uh, and Paige, who is one of the more physical competitors, mm-hmm. uh, just in terms of just raw strength, I would say, and agility, but I don't know. A lot like, of good talent with the women, but just yeah. not, not really very executed very well. Am I the one who thinks this ending should have been swapped with Survivor Series? A double countout should have happened at Survivor Series after a longer match? And then maybe this one would also turn into a brawl, and then we finally get some sort of resolution I mean, going into TLC. Have to have the, or the rematch, like right on Monday Night Raw. I mean, couldn't you wait till TLC to even have a rematch? Yeah. Couldn't Promote Paige it? be playing with her head as she was doing? Like she should have just said that video where no, you cheated, and then start telling everybody about it, and then Charlotte's affected by it. She, they know. could have built on that. Yeah, they inter- inter- ended in twenty minutes. Yeah, they could start interfering during matches, like Bray Wyatt messing with Roman Reigns. He didn't True. let Roman Reigns win one match. Yeah. before uh, Hell in a Cell. Right. But uh, no, we we we're, we're going to do it the other way. So. We're just going to do it as quickly as possible. I mean, we might have something good here, so let's just get it out there immediately. <laughs> Um, was that you impersonating every member of the boardroom? Yes. It, okay. It was me impersonating Triple H. Okay. Hunter Hearst Thompson. Again. Right? <laughs> What's his real name? Whatever your Paul real Levesque. name is. Paul Levesque. Find someone to help you write this show. <laughs> I learned that from CM Punk. <laughs> yep. So then we had Ziggler and Ambrose defeated Kevin Owens and uh, Tyler Breeze. Again, these are just, they make tag team matches. They're just trying to replicate Survivor Series, which was already abysmal, so... Mm-hmm. Watering it down further with tag team matches doesn't really make any sense either. Um, nope. I don't think we had an actual tag team have an actual tag team match on Monday Night Raw. Just food for thought. Neither did we have that on Survivor Series. Tag team division inactive. Yeah. Okay. The main event though, um, Reigns oh, defeated Rusev. This Rusev was, came back. Yeah. This 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 was the high point of the night. Yeah. Um, we had we had we had Roman Reigns and Rusev had had a, had a decent match there. You don't see them mix mix those two together, and I think they have a pretty good dynamic in the ring. Um, yeah, both powerhouses, but both different kinds of powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what, what happened was uh, there was some interference. Uh, Sheamus and Bad News Barrett came in. We said that they're kind of in a in an alliance with Rusev and the Authority, and Roman Reigns brought out a steel chair. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that at least. Yeah, it's like least. yeah, he's a, he you know let him defend himself. Wade Barrett brought the chair. Mm-hmm. You know he deserves to you know even though he's a babyface and everybody I, you just he, don't see he, the chair that much anymore. No, especially I, they, since they outlawed chair shots to the head, which in hindsight is probably a good idea. Yeah, but, yeah, with the injury crisis they're facing right now, trying to make things safer, I think isn't a bad thing at all. You yeah, know, so many wrestlers out with injury right and now. And more on that later too. Mm-hmm. That's we got some news on that. So, yeah, Reigns stood tall at the end of Monday Night Raw. I guess we'll see where it goes. Um, it's been announced that he's going to face Sheamus at TLC for the world title. It's mm-hmm. going to be a rematch. Mm-hmm. So, um, hopefully he'll take the belt off Sheamus. Please. I don't okay. usually like to just say that one guy should beat the other guy, but 
Get Shima's out of here, please. Yeah. I'll, I'll take an Ambrose heel turn right now. That might be at least halfway interesting, but I don't know how he can lose. Something's got to gotta happen. I don't know how he can get that heat on because everybody loves him. Something's got to happen or it's going to get canceled eventually. Yeah, and I don't want that to happen. No. I'm no. a wrestling fan, man. Nope. That's what we do. But, yep. yeah. But overall, Monday Night Raw, there was just way too much talking. Not enough matches. Yeah. It's typical. It's usual. But it seemed a lot more pronounced this night. They were trying to talk their way through a lot of plots mm-hmm. from Survivor Series and trying to explain things and recap. And uh, we just didn't see a lot of wrestling. So, you know, if they if they thought to themselves, oh, we're a wrestling promotion, maybe if we emphasize wrestling, all of our fans yeah. will like us. It's what, uh, it's not it's a talking promotion. Yeah, it's my it's reminiscent of uh, you know WCW, the Kevin Nash show. Like the first like the first hour is just going to be skits, and yeah. I'm not going to. No. This isn't nearly that bad. No, not, I'm not, not taking that leap. Evil King Evil could not yet make that leap. Right. I don't think that's the not, case. Not as bad as WCW circa no. 1999. No, but. There, this is like it was sort of. It felt that direction, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it felt like a departure in a bad way. But yeah, but you know, um, we'll see. Obviously, it's the longest running episodic show on television. So hopefully, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that the Next America thing should end immediately. <laughs> We're gonna talk about this again. I just might turn it off next week. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna shut that show uh, off and then just turn it back well, on in about five ten minutes when that promo is over. You know, one of the one of my biggest um, heroes in wrestling, someone who I. You know, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Three of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Greatest person outside of the ring, Mick Foley. Yes. Is going, echoed all the sentiments that we have given out. He has given a voice to people like us, fans that don't really have a voice in the industry. Mm-hmm. An icon in the business. Mick Foley, I mean, to put out a diatribe on Facebook. I guess it was today or it was last night. Um, he says he's about done watching the show. The guy who fell 30 feet off the top of a helmet cell at uh, King of the Ring 1998. Broke a tooth, swallowed it, coughed it up through his nose. Mm-hmm. That guy is going to give up on WWF. That, that guy. If that doesn't tell you anything, then I don't know what will. Mick Foley's like everybody's uncle. If you're a wrestling fan, he's like your the uncle you don't know, like the uncle you never knew, because mm-hmm. he's just sort of that guy. Like he's a really nice guy, really well adjusted. He's a lot. He's a lot of fun. Like he's still, you know, you can tell he still loves the business. Sure, but. When he gets to the point where he says, I don't understand where this is going anymore. I don't want to watch it. I don't get it. Like, it's almost, I don't mean to just bring bring him into it, but it's like a CM Punk thing. Like, I don't get where this is going, and I don't believe in it. It's, but. it's really sad, though. CM Punk, you know, yeah. CM Punk was a young guy. He was ambitious. He wanted to be on the top. He got frustrated when he wasn't on the top, and he had every right to be. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley, though, he doesn't have any, he doesn't do anything yeah, in no, he, anymore. He, he doesn't have any, there's no stakes. He has no reason. He has no reason to come out, and, and, and it's he just, just wants to. He he, want, he he said in his statement he hopes that other wrestler fans, other wrestling fans, will read this and and it'll somehow make a difference and reach the front office in Greensboro, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, but basically, Mick was calling out everything we mentioned. You know, the women's matches are not long enough. Um, people like Neville and Cesaro are being buried in short matches, and the product is just it's just not and. Uh, any benefit for Sheamus? He's maybe the catalyst for seeing that these guys, the writers, the producers, the the, the owners of the company, the talent people, they just they just kind of have their heads up their ass. They're not putting out a product that we like. And really, it comes down to, I mean, when you used to watch Monday Night, ever since it went to three hours, it's been a problem. Yeah. Ever since it went to three hours. And it doesn't need to be three hours. It feels from raw for an hour, there'd be a main event, and then you'd go to Warzone for an hour, and there'd be an even bigger main event, and there'd be two halves to it, and it made sense, and you could follow the narratives. And there'd be a story built up over the course of the show, usually. Sure. 
and they did a good job of it. Mm-hmm. But this three-hour thing spreads everything out so much. They plan for so many different storylines that then the matches get cut so much shorter. And that's that's the problem. That's why Mick Foley himself is going to stop watching Raw. Yeah. God, you know, Mick Foley won the World Heavyweight Championship on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And he said it was the proudest moment of his life. Happiest moment of his life. He was crying. He broke character and cried in the ring that night. And um, he's going to stop. He, uh, he could he could turn his face away from that logo, apparently. That hurts me, dude. Yeah, it's sad. It's, it's real sad. Someone who gave their life to this business, and now they it's not even something they want to look at anymore. I mean, who what, who can you say that about? Is there any actor in the world, any famous actor or athlete that doesn't want to watch their craft unfold anymore? Like a retired actor that doesn't watch movies or a retired football player that doesn't watch football? Yeah, I mean, like, there's, it's disgusting. there's people who've been, you know, had it worse, even in the wrestling business, who've been burned by the business. Sure, or they who, still watch it. Yeah, and they still watch it. They still say, you know, I wouldn't mind coming back, but I'm too old now. Mm-hmm. But or And there's there's that sort of that sort of optimism, like that uh, beleaguered optimism. Right. But I don't, I, I hate to say that, I don't know, his... His resolve's running out. I don't know. He had said what a lot of right. Means. He said a lot of truth though. He did, and uh, that's going to roll us into our next news item of this uh, week. Um, Monday Night Raw's viewership dropped under three million for the first time since it switched to the three-hour show. It was down ten percent from last year, mm-hmm. um, last week. I mean, so Monday Night Raw's viewership is plummeting. Uh, it's just plummeting, um, and uh, it's got to be the result of everything we're talking about of just putting out a poor product, a badly written show. Mm-hmm. And it's just obvious. It's becoming so obvious. And people have always knocked wrestling for bad acting and, and mm-hmm. cheesy storylines. But it still worked. Yeah. It's not working anymore. I don't know if it's because of wrestling itself or it's just the writing on the show. But viewership is plummeting. People like Mick Foley know why. We know why. And um, hopefully they somehow figure it out. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't I don't want Mara to get canceled. No. They're also, you know, they're moving SmackDown to, uh, to, to USA, the USA as well. As well, yeah. as well. So how, how is this going to work? Yeah. I, you know... This this may seem like a sign of the bad times, but I think Raw should be two hours with two main events. That would be perfect. Three main events is way too much. Yeah, no, that's that's way too much to keep track of. Like, have a have a women's and a men's, mm-hmm. or have a, or if there's not going to be women's that night, then have a, a US and an IC or a world or you know maybe a world title, maybe tag team titles. You'd put the, titles, you'd put yeah. a mid card belt on the line after an hour, and then at the end you'd maybe you'd have a world title match, or maybe it'd just be that would be the main event storyline that would be unfolding. Mm-hmm. So the mid card stuff would lead up to it. I mean, it was it was a good model and. I don't know. I don't know why they went to three hours. I'm sure they have a reason. Yeah, like there's no there's no sorting algorithm to it. Sure. There's you know there's there's sort of a, a hierarchy of world champion shows sure. up on Raw. Sure. They command respect. And yeah. I I read this comparison made Ric Flair as you know dirtiest player in the game, as you know as bad of a heel as as good of a heel as he was at making people you know just like you know cheating every opportunity he could. His opponents visibly still respected him. And you know, even like publicly too. Yeah, even with um, even with someone like Edge, who also played that just cowardly heel, uh, they um, you know also someone who was a formidable athlete who yeah. took all kinds of risks. People love to hate him. Yeah, but you book Seth Rollins like a putz. You mm-hmm. make one of the most promising performers uh, look like a chump. It's almost like Triple H. What are you like? What are you doing? You're making the world champion look like a fool. And you, you like Kevin Owens in my mind should be able to beat both of them and. In a handicap match at this point because he looks strong and they don't. It's scary to think about what they would do to Kevin Owens in the main event title picture. Oh god, I want him to hold on to the IC title forever. I yeah, think. I just don't want him to get in the main event title picture because it's career suicide for people. It's yeah. that's how they bury you. Yeah, like. Yep. So um, 
you know, that's that's our that's our take on the viewership and Mick Foley. Um, Seth Rollins has entered rehab uh, this week. Yeah, um, they they aired a, a special about that mm-hmm. on um, at Survivor Series. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. That was that was pretty weird. They had to construct him a new ACL. Oh yeah, dude, like he, during his surgery, he destroyed his knee. He tore his ACL, MCL, and uh, his meniscus. Yeah, trying to do a sunset flip and landing funny at a house show against Kane uh, in Dublin. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yep, Rollins is in rehab. Um, Cesaro, we've heard now, is going to be out for I, four to six months. This ruined my entire day. Cesaro, Rollins, Daniel Bryan's out with an injury. Who, I mean, who else is there? Randy Orton is out. Orton's John out Cena is out voluntarily. Nikki Bella is out on an injury. Um, Some people online are calling this a injury. You know, you know, it's just it's a tons of injuries. I don't know how else to say it. It's, yeah. it's a and do you, terrible situation. Do you, do you think there's do you, because obviously every case, every case injury is problem. yeah, yeah. There's an individual basis for everyone. Like, Randy Orton has always had shoulder problems. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Bella's had, you know, she did a pretty physical match with a couple of matches with Charlotte. But do you think there's a reason that this has been going on so much lately? What do you think? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, I have a theory about this. Um, people right. people like uh, Seth Rollins, um, uh, Cesaro, you know, Daniel Bryan, I think, is the best example. These are guys that are that are not, uh, they're, they don't. They're leaner. They're uh, they they fly through. They take a lot more risks. Yeah. Really early on in their career, um, you know, the Hulk Hogan uh, three punch leg drop three count. Um, that's that model was is very tired, and people were sick of it. And then they tried to do it again with John Cena. People were even more sick of it. Mm-hmm. Anytime someone thinks Roman Reigns is starting to seem like John Cena, like just five moves, the five moves of death, just this very repetitive, clunky in ring style. Mm-hmm. That used to people used to love seeing Hulk Hogan vanquish. Foreigners with it, anybody, yeah, you know, but, Iron Sheik, but or whoever. fans want to see more now. They want to see more athleticism. They want to see better moves, and that's what people like Cesaro and Seth Rollins, and you know, that's what they try to give them, and it, it ends up with more injuries. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about. Uh, I don't. I don't mean to cast ill omens here, but Roman Reigns might be on that injury list. I know he was hurt a while ago, but him doing a deadlift power bomb looks like. I, like my back hurts when he does that. Mm-hmm. Like you have these these higher and higher demand for this physicality, and yep. I, I don't think I think more emphasis should be put on selling. Like Dolph Ziggler is obviously one of the best at it, but you know he's had a several concussions though. Yeah, that's that's yeah that's unfortunate. It's just amazing bit, to me. You, you get you get these guys that are so over with the fans, and you bury them in the mid card. And then they get injured, and then it's over. Yeah. And it's like, if you just would have pushed them in the first place, maybe they wouldn't have to wrestle every night if they were a world champion. Yeah. Maybe and, they and get that, to last a little longer. And that was kind of the mystique, too, mm-hmm. of being champion. Like, no, I can choose not to wrestle you, heel or face. I can choose not to wrestle you. You mm-hmm. know, we'll settle this later. Or, or I'm going to do a non, you know, non-main event, just grudge sure. match, non-title grudge match, and then that'll lead to something. But yeah. I don't know, man. Different world now, man. Uh, it's different. It is. It is. It's a lot more demanding on these guys. We have a, a catastrophe was the one I was looking for. An injury catastrophe going on right now. Yeah. A lot of injuries. A lot of main guys out for months. Some really popular talent. And we wish them well because mm-hmm. there are a lot of wrestlers that Adrian and I are huge fans of. Oh, yeah. And we want to see them again. So Speaking of talent, though, Solomon Crow. Did you read about that? No, I didn't hear about this. He was removed from WWE.com. Really? Nobody knows why. Happened today. Really? He Breaking got, news. He got Voldemorted. Yeah, but, uh, we don't know. They will probably release a statement in a couple of days about why he was uh, terminated from the company. Yeah. But that's what that means. Yeah. That's how they publicize it. When they fire somebody, they just delete them off the website, and everyone notices that first. Am so. I the only one who thinks that is they are the are they the only wrestling promotion that does that? Because that seems megalomaniacal. It's very just unprofessional. But they don't care. They're the only wrestling promotion there is. 
Yeah, Who like, cares? it seems Orwellian. Like, this Orwellian horror. Like, this uh, Big wonder, Brother, we're just going to yeah, delete you people, from existence. I wonder if Solomon Crow, they did that to CM Punk, too. Yeah, they and they delete. did it to Hulk Hogan. They did it to, and I understand this one, they did Chris Chris Benoit. Like, you're never going to see a lot of his matches in any. No, and they, people use his finishing moves, too, all the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's 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 weird. We don't know what happened to Solomon Crow. He's been removed from NXT's website on WWE.com. And um, I guess time will tell if I know what, what is going on with that. Um you know, I'm guessing he's fired for violating the wellness policy. Seems Pro- to be the normal Pro- story these days. It. Billy yeah. Gunn, we talked about last week. Yes. Um, and then, uh, so moving right along, um, some, uh, you know, this is, we did mention this is going to be kind of a dark. Uh, there, I don't know if you knew there was a, there was a shooting in at the performance center several months ago. So they finally released video of this guy. This uh, this crazed fan approached the performance center. This was in April, I believe, and uh, he was obsessed with one of the women wrestlers. He was dancing in front of the door and um, throwing rocks at police officers. At first, they thought it was funny. The guy got ended up shot in the chest. Right outside the Performance Center at WWE.com. They, they just released video of it, announced that he's going to be charged with assaulting an officer. Um, yeah, this was just a crazed fan. Wanted to be a wrestler. Man. It's, it's crazy. Don't, like, people like that, they give wrestling fans a bad reputation. Like, it... It's yeah. just a situation. It's just a situation that's just bad all the way around. Like, yeah, it's a sad thing. I don't and, know. You know, and then you had terrorist threats at Survivor Series. Yeah, you had. Um, they were apparently on some sort of list. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. I was. I didn't think anything would come of it. I was like, this. You know, this is better not be relevant any any in any sort of way. Yeah. Or it better better not be relevant anywhere else either. Like, but I. Uh, you know, Survivor Series. Uh, continued and hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm glad we didn't see any. Nothing happened. Like that. Nothing happened. Triple yeah, H released a statement. Released a statement. Uh, yeah, no, Survivor Series ended without a hitch. Luckily, yes. And luckily, this guy survived being shot in the chest. He probably has some kind of mental illness. Don't want to speculate, but yeah. uh, you know, if you watch that video, he's doing Shawn Michaels moves, and it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's weird. Um, but we do have some pretty positive news. Mm-hmm. I did find this out just before I came into the studio. Um, as we're talking about WWE's ratings plummeting, we're worrying that the show might eventually get canceled. TNA and Ring of Honor are both back on cable. Are they? They're back. A TNA just signed a deal with Pop TV. It's a TV channel I've never heard of, but mm-hmm. apparently it exists. Yeah. Ring of Honor has Comet TV as well. These are both new TV deals. They're probably new channels. Um, I'd have to do a little bit more digging. I don't think they've announced any matches or events yet, but we, we were announced that the contracts was signing. Uh, Jim Ross mentioned online. Um, good old JR. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. if we're lucky, we could get three promotions on cable at once. Yes. And that would be great. And it will bring out the best in all of them. Yes. Ring of Honor, TNA, we've seen a lot of stars come out of there. Mm-hmm. So, Definitely. new talent on the horizon, hopefully with those two uh, promotions getting TV deals. It's the first time a promotion besides W has had a TV deal in more than a year. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, things could be looking up. Uh, a little brightness on the horizon there to uh, to close out the podcast. I mean, I, I'm... I'm all out. Uh, I think we're all out of time here. Grant, yeah. you got anything else you want to tell the universe? Uh, I believe that's it. Um, all right. Just uh, keep uh, keep saying fight Owens, fight. Keep fight keep Owens looking fight. at Kevin Owens. Keep looking at uh, all the positives. You know, keep, Fight fans, fight. Yeah. fight. Fight for your fanfare. Yeah. Yes. Don't give up on wrestling. No, do not. Nope. WWE. We just talked to um, we talked to uh, Mr. Crow earlier. One half, and, uh, one half of D&D. One half of D&D. As you can tell, the indie scene is alive and well. People are still going out to become wrestlers. People still want to wrestle. Fans still want to see wrestling. Just because WWE is screwing us over 
doesn't mean that wrestling is gone. Um, mm-hmm. This is sports entertainment, WWE. A lot of guys in the indie circuit don't view it that way. They think it's a whole different thing. So regardless of what happens, WWE wrestling will survive. And we're going to leave you with that. Happy Thanksgiving. Be thankful for wrestling. Yes, definitely. Do not give up, and we will be here next week.